I said, son, who the hell are you? He says, I'm Dirt Nabisky. And I'll promise you, we will put the biggest, most badass statue ever. I'm Luka Lentich, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. As you guys might expect, this was my last home game. Oh, welcome to part two of the Lockdown Mavericks Dirk's final home game podcast. My name is Nick Engstead. I am a lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The tears are finally starting to dry, and we're finally able to finally express our full emotions. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Yeah, we've been talking about uh, this final emotional night for Dirk, and uh, obviously, like Nick just said, this is part two. Uh, we're at halftime. Uh, of, yeah, if you haven't uh, if you night. haven't listened to part one, go back. We dropped it on the exact same day, so go back and listen to part one. Listen to part one. We talked about the lead up into the game, the stuff that happened outside the arena uh, before the game, and the intros and Rick's and pregame press conference and uh, build a bear and uh, shout the out first the first half and uh, the tribute video at halftime and everything. So we just thought it would be yeah um, to drop it in two parts. So this we're gonna pick this up. Uh, picked the special night with Dirk off after halftime and go through the rest of the night and the rest of the, the ceremony and all after, that stuff. After the disrespectful video of, of Dikembe Mutombo getting subtitles. <laughs> um, you, were you upset? Was anybody else in the arena upset about the fact that the Suns were trying to actually guard Dirk? What was all of that? I, man... I stand so hard for Mikel Bridges. We before the draft, we wanted him. We honestly wanted to pick him at five. That's how he much he wore a Mavericks jersey into the arena tonight. He wore Brunson's arena. He wore Brunson's jersey. I tweeted out a video of him wearing Brunson's jersey into the arena. I'm like, I love Mikel Bridges. I love him as a player. But man, he's got a lot of enemies in Dallas now. What are you doing, bro? Jalen Brunson, you got to be texting your homie tonight and be like, "What is going on? Like, what? Um, what? you you can't be double. First off, Igor, another guy. We've 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 campaigned for you. You know, if you lose your job in Phoenix, you come in Dallas, be an assistant, all this stuff. What are you doing? Tell your tell your dudes to back off on the double teams, okay? Why are you calling a double team? Like, who gives a crap? Like, what what are you doing, Dragon Bender? Great job tonight. There's times where he literally didn't guard, let Dirk just shoot, and that was great. That's his thing, though. He just literally doesn't guard. That's his thing. Hey, I was trying to give him credit. Like, he acted like it. he did it on purpose, but he probably <laughs> just sucks. Um, oh, big shouts. Ray Spaulding, we, shout out to getting a steal and turning it over. Just the ultimate, the ultimate, that's what, that's what you get. The ultimate ball don't lie. Everybody booed him out of the place after that. Hey, how about that's why you're not on the team anymore? Oh no, I, I like Ray. I just, wish they could have kept Ray. Somehow. Just kidding, just kidding. Um, <laughs> there are so many. Like, if we're talking about the like game stuff, talking about a random stat game that no one gives a crap or no, knows about. I tweeted <laughs> out the Mavericks. The Mavericks were up by thirty-one points at one point. It's the first time I ever looked at the score. That just shows you what the night yes. is not about the game. And I literally looked up. I'm like, holy crap, the Mavericks are up by thirty-one. And I had not looked at the score at that point. But I didn't know Luke had a triple double until somebody tweeted it out. The and quietest triple Twitter. double in NBA history: twenty-one points, sixteen boards, eleven assists. 
Lots of them to Dirk. Is this Jamal Crawford's last game of his career and he put up 51? I mean, no one's talking about that. The oldest player ever to put up 50, 50 points. He's 39. I believe that. He's a walking bucket, dude. Jamal Crawford's going to be running the court when he's like 62 at the local like YMCA. Yes, that's exactly, nobody, that's exactly what he's going to do. And nobody can guard him. Uh, I've always really enjoyed watching him play. He's not the most efficient player ever. but Yeah, that was um, the last game of their season. So, Yeah, I mean, was this the last game of his career and he put up 51? No, nah, he's, he's coming Kobe back. Kobe who? I mean, he's coming back, absolutely. Absolutely coming back. Jamal. I wonder, I wonder how many shots he took. Why isn't Jamal Crawford on a playoff team? That's dumb. Um, that is dumb. Probably because he wants to put up buckets. <laughs> that's very true. That's very true. Third quarter, we got the Dirk dunk. Holy crap. The Dirk dunk and the Luka reaction. Just the combination was just glorious. A perfect a perfect showing of the Mavericks then and now. The, you know, the, the transition yeah. from the Dirk era to now the Luka era. It's just it's incredible. It was great. Yeah, and we got that, you know, we got a little, uh, the fourth quarter got like, kind of got a little scary because they cut the lead to like, on a three or four, five points, something like that. <laughs> I think that's why Dirk went out that last time. You know, Dirk came in with that, at like the seven or eight minute mark. Uh, he, they put Luca back in after that. I thought that was really cool uh, because we got, it's kind of like the last time we get to see Luca and Dirk together at in Dallas playing the same court. And, um, and but then they took Dirk back out with like five minutes to go, and I, a lot of fans didn't like that. But Phoenix was making the run, so yeah. it's it almost like they like it was almost like Dirk probably said, "Hey, uh, take me out. Let's get the lead back, and then I'll go back in once we got it like under wraps, kind of." And uh, this was the uh, this was the starting lineup for the Suns, by the way. I just wanted I just want everyone to know this if they they didn't watch or haven't looked at a box score. Hey, I don't mind a lot of their players. Ray Spalding started. For I, li- them. I like him. Dragon Bender. Mm, Mikael no, Bridges, not. which we like, but he's probably going to be our number one. Catch these hands, Mikael Bridges. Yes. Josh Jackson, who, you know, he played 40 minutes. <laughs> he is such a weird player to watch. Elliot Kobo. I like him. Troy Daniels played off the bench. DeAnthony Melton. Jimmer. We got some Jimmer oh, minutes. Oh, Jimmer looked kind of bad. But and Jamal anyway. Crawford. Jimmer got absolutely torched by Dirk. He got the absolute Dirk burger moment. That was the, great. At the free throw line. And then uh, Jamal Crawford, obviously, played 38 minutes, 51 points. Five boards, five assists with, for him, too. How and, many uh, shots did Crawford take? 30. <laughs> but he made 18 of them. So How many shots did Kobe take his last game? A lot, like like way more than that. Yeah, Crawford had 51. Um, there was a moment in the second half that the Maniacs performed, and if y'all are uh, – listening overseas or some of you don't the maniacs are oh yeah we keep mentioning them but how can we describe them the the maniacs are heavy set dudes (laughs) they're fat Uh, guys guys. we can say that okay they're that's uh, their whole thing and they wear uh like cut off like belly shirts and they dance but (laughs) listen it makes it sound insane. <laughs> and they dance it at midcourt to this, some great music. But listen, they're the most entertaining dudes. They're a bunch of them are awesome, cool dudes. They're there every and single game. They do it, yeah. Every single game, they have their own section. They throw out T-shirts. They go to a lot of community events yeah, and like meet people and perform and different stuff. They performed at All Star Weekend. Yeah. Uh, before they've uh, yeah, a bunch of different places. But anyway, uh, one of the funniest moments is they're performing at midcourt. JJ Berea is like near midcourt with his phone out, just sitting there taping them. 
And I'm like, <laughs> like the team is like during a timeout, and JJ is just over at night. He's just taping. Here comes Luca over. Luca's like popping his head out of in front of JJ's camera, and then looking at J. Like this is like Rick, tonight Rick's was trying so to drop drop a play. <laughs> no, like no, the tonight was so uh, like so not normal. It was so funny, and I haven't seen uh, JJ's Instagram, so I wonder if that's on his Instagram, and you get to see like Luca's face going in and out of it. Um, but that was it was just a testament to kind of this how the night was and how crazy it was but really just that third quarter ends and I tweeted this out that fourth quarter started it was so weird because I'm like I've literally dreaded this quarter of my like literally my entire life that I've been watching basketball I've been like dreading this quarter especially for the past like 10 years the last quarter this like knowing that at some point there's going to the fourth quarter is going to start in Dirk's last home game. And <laughs> I just looked at JJ's Instagram is absolutely there. It's hilarious. Did Luca put his head in front of it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll post it. Um so yeah, the fourth quarter starts and you know, Dirk came in and out. People the crowd was chanting, "We want Dirk." So loud every time he went out. Um okay. I do have a fan. I, I let me, let me get my frustrations out at fans real quick. The one more year chance. I want it. I would love it. I would love nothing more than another year of Dirk Nowitzki. But when even when the the man is speaking, like on the court, and you're still chanting one more year, just let him do his thing. Like you know, don't try to interrupt him. Don't try to. People were trying to interrupt his speech. You couldn't like hear it, but it was the one, the one more year stuff was, was getting to me. Like nothing you're going to chant right now is going to convince him. He's going to do what he wants to do. So that, that was just kind of annoying for me. And I, I'm sorry to be like old man, get off my lawn. But. Yeah. Th- there's a time and place for it. And in his speech, when he was announcing his retirement, you can be like, Oh, we're sad that you're leaving. But you know, like he made a decision, you know, and you have to respect the decision. And it was almost like, you know, not respecting it. Yeah, so the fourth quarter comes. The fourth quarter ends with like Dirk having the ball. It's the last possession of the game. And you're like, he didn't have to get up a shot because the shot clock was off and they were up. It was, you know, the game was in the bag. They gave the ball to Dirk. It looked like he was about to do the back down and do a, a one last fadeaway at home. And yes. then Mikael Bridges came over and dumped Freaking Mikael Bridges. How you, how, what, what comes in your mind to do that? I have no clue. And then Dirk is just like Dirk's like I don't give a crap. He just flipped the ball up. He just got mad at that point. He's frustrated. Um, but Mikael Bridges, I'm sorry. Go home. Public enemy number one. We had the Alec Peters game, and he was the hero. And now, now Mikael Bridges is the enemy. Uh, so yeah. So then they had been telling fans the whole time to prep for this. Uh, prep for the stay till last, the end. Yeah, stay till the end for this last ceremony. The Let's game say- ends, and then they say, "Hey." Uh, wait for the ceremony as they prepped for it wait for the ceremony and uh let's take our first break and then when we come back we'll talk about the end because man there's just so much there all right isaac so at the end they told everybody they've been telling everybody for weeks pretty much to to yeah. stay for the end and cuban's been saying it and everything and finally the end comes and what was the ending what was the end of the game to the the end ceremony like like what was the transition like <laughs> Uh, it was weird because it felt like forever. I mean, everybody was uh, really anticipating what it was going to be like. And 
Um, they went and sent out chairs. Like it wasn't like Derek Harper's Jersey retirement or something like that. And so I was wondering like, okay, well I know they flew people in that I knew that I knew there's really famous people, uh, or at least people that have meant, meant a lot to him. And so I was really curious on what they were doing, what was taking time. So then they cleared the court and I'm like, well, this is kind of weird. And they put a, uh, like a hardwood floor covering. It was like a, it looked like a massive circle tablecloth over the logo at midcourt and it was the same color same design as as the hardwood floor they put it over the logo and then that's when they they really showed off their uh their new on-court technology yeah with the screen stuff they had a crazy uh thing with that um just a bunch of crazy gravity it's really hard to describe unless you, you just got to see a video of it uh that hopefully you can see it at some point and then they showed a, a video at the jumbotron uh, of kind of just at the beginning of his career playing on through. And I thought it was really cool that Dirk, um, Dirk sat on the bench with his whole, with all of his teammates surrounded him. And that, and I thought that was kind of cool and just a testament to who he is. He's, he loves his teammates and who, uh, just being with them all the time. And, <clears throat> and then it reached a point to where they showed the, the old video in which, uh, and this is where he started like getting a little hint of like, Oh, this is going to get wild. Um, they showed, after they had the encore stuff, after they had the kind of montage story video of his career, they had this old video. Uh, I don't know how old it was. I don't know the date on it, but they had this old video of Dirk talking about the biggest influences uh, to his game mm. and the people that he looked up to the most and the people that he idolized the most uh playing the game of basketball and each one on the jumbotron he's talking about each one how much charles barkley meant to him how much uh sean kemp and how much these guys and he had and he went through five guys the sean kemp one was kind of random didn't it feel kind of random yes it is kind of random and i i didn't know his uh affectionate side for sean kemp i I didn't know about that one i knew like the barkley one was evident because the question was posed as guys that influenced your game and you're like, uh, Sean Kemp didn't really seem like he influenced your game very much, but thunderous dunks. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> but, but it was cool it, that he was there. But yeah, so this was an older video. It, it's important to know that that this wasn't a video that he just kind of recently talked about. This was an older video in which he's talking about the the five biggest influences life. So you know, the Mavericks saw this video, they looked at it and said, you know what, you know, what'd be really cool is we're gonna do everything in our power to get these five people at his last game at home and man they pulled it off i mean they had charles barkley they had larry freaking bird larry bird scotty pippen sean kemp detlef shrimp like these people are i mean just like massive nba legends that are there for this i mean larry bird like larry bird came in for this thing gotta love and- larry bird saying i was 15 when dirt came in the league and now i'm 62 <laughs> that was a great quote so when they yeah so so they, they then they bring him out to center court and then they bring Dirk up. Uh, it was kind of weird they didn't have like chairs to set in. They were just kind of standing there all like looking at each other and talking towards each other. Um, they brought <laughs> Dirk to center court. They had all five of the all of the players and Rick Carlisle kind of took the mic first and uh, kind of emceed it. Uh, Rick Carlisle's uh, comment. <laughs> my wife asked me about this tonight uh, when I got home. Obviously, we're recording this at one forty-five in the morning. 
Yeah, two forty. Yeah, I'm on the East Coast. <laughs> two forty five next time. So, uh, but these we, are my prime prom- hours right now. By the way, <laughs> we promised y'all a pod, so that that's happening. I have to get up for work in a little bit. But <laughs> no, uh, but when I got home, my wife was waiting up for me, and we were talking about it briefly as soon as I got home. And she goes, "Explain to me Rick Carlisle's uh, daughter comment about the twelve years in high school." And Rick yeah, that Carlisle was kind of interesting. Well, Rick Carlisle said it in, in the quote, and I thought it was really funny. He said, "You know." Abby, his daughter, is about to start high school as a freshman, and he goes, "Believe it or not, she's she's went to the same school for twelve years, or she has the chance to go to the same school for twelve years." Uh, and he said that you know he has Dirk to thank for that, and which is uh, when you think about it, you know, my wife's like, "I don't, I don't get that." I'm like. Well, most coaches get fired at some point. Nobody, nobody coaches for this long. And uh, Carlisle's coached in Dallas for eleven years, and uh, because Dirk has been so good, the team has been so good, so he hasn't gotten fired. <laughs> and uh, and because Dirk was so good, they won a championship, and which he obviously credits Dirk for that. And then Dirk, you know, Rick has stayed to coach for so long, so he has, you know, this is such a thing. huge thing. Like this is a thing that we don't talk about a lot, and that how much Dirk impacts lives and how much he created stability in this franchise and it is embodied in a person like abby carlisle where she is able to you know live in the same place and her dad's able to have the same job because of the stability that dirk brings the guys like tim duncan bring you know that they just they're there and they create this just stability around them because of the way that they are and it's it's incredible uh, to think about how many jobs dirk has saved over the years donnie nelson's job right carlisle's job um just over and over and over again, point guards jobs. How many guys has Dirk gotten paid in the league, right? Like, like Jason Terry went and got paid. JJ Brea went and, went and got paid. And just all these guys that Dirk has affected and these people outside of the, the court that Dirk has affected. And a lot of those people are just coming out of the woodwork now, just, you know, thanking him for, for everything he did. Even the, uh, the kids in the Uncle Dirk video about Dirk going to the hospital saying it was the first time maybe they'd smiled in you know weeks, just you know, Dirk being there and giving of himself and uh, the charity work that he does and will probably still continue to do. It's just it's incredible, the, the things that Dirk does and the ways that he affects. I mean, the, the, the Rick Carlisle one, he's not even trying. Like, he's not really trying to you know, yeah. help Rick Carlisle keep his job, not actively, you know, but he does just in him being himself and being the great player that he was and is. It will be, is was, yeah. Uh, will be th- was there was there any comments that any of those five players said that really stuck out to you? I couldn't hear Detlef very well from where I was sitting. Uh, he spoke pretty soft, and it was tough with the crowd. The crowd uh, he was spoke he spoke everything. mostly in German, so that's also awesome. okay. Well, that's that explains why. Well. Charles Barkley said uh, when he first met Dirk, it was at that that's that uh, he he played against him. He scored forty on him, and he was like, "Who are you?" He's like, "I'm Dirk Nowitzki." He's like, "What? Are you, where are you going to school?" It's like, "I'm going to the army." So. There ain't no seven feet people in the army. <laughs> such, oh, Charles is uh, hilarious. such a great quote. And then he's he met his bit... Auburn pitch, and, and then he we've said, heard we've you... heard that story. Yeah, yeah. He said if, if you want to if you want to make something of your life, you come to Auburn. <laughs> yeah, because Bar- Barkley was one of the fir- very few first like legend like players Big that believers. really sp- spoke out on Dirk. And that when he played him in that exhibition, like he spoke of that about, about that so many different times about how much Dirk just torched them, <laughs> and was like, "This kid's gonna be something. Like this is this is legit." Uh, I like I like Scotty's words that he had for him, just talking about just his impact of the game. I love Larry Larry's quote about just leaving the game better 
than when you got when you know when you got to the game. Just such a, I mean, freaking. I just wish Larry Bird could just give me like I don't know life advice or something. Could you know? Larry Bird be like my uncle? Can we just <laughs> we hang out during holidays? Uncle Larry. That was that was such a good quote. That's a thing that my dad says. That's like one of his things that's going to go on his gravestone. Is like leave a, leave a place better than you found it. And it applies to all walks of life, right? Like leave, yeah. you know, we, he was a youth pastor for a long time. And so he would talk about whenever you went to like a retreat or if you went to a restaurant or, you know, if you went anywhere, like leave the place better than you found it, pick up trash, random places, you know, s- smile at the workers that are there, you know, be nice to them. Don't leave a huge mess places. You know, we cleaned everything up before we left, even if it wasn't our mess. Like if another youth group left a mess at a place, we would go clean that up and just stuff like that. And, and the idea of leaving basketball better than you found it. Dirk has set an example for all these players coming up. So many of these international guys, even like Dragon Bender in the in the game, grew up, you know, watching Dirk and seeing Dirk and idolizing him. Guys like Porzingis, who was, you know, there and was watching it. Yeah. And uh my joke on Twitter stands, if Christoph Porzingis doesn't sign his extension after this, if he's then he might be a spy. He might be a cop. <laughs> he doesn't sign after this night, after seeing all this stuff. But these guys grew up idolizing Dirk and now the game has changed so much because of him uh, yeah. I, I shared this stat a while ago I'm going to share it again but there's uh, the number of players that uh, the number of 7 foot players that take threes has gone up tremendously just like an insane amount and uh, they there was like when Dirk was, was, was you know in his prime there was like 3 or 4 and taking threes and there's just not a ton uh, and then it would be like one every once in a while. And then it got to like 2013, 14 and there was five and that was a, a big deal. Then in 2015, 16, there was, was six. And, uh, and then all of a sudden 2016, 17, there's 12, there's 12, seven footers taking at least two threes per game. Just this explosion of, of guys taking threes. Then it, then it, the number this season was 14. There's 14, seven footers taking at least two threes per game. And if you average out their ages, it'd be about 26 years old. And then if you take that number and you you kind of round it down to when Dirk was a rookie, they'd be like eight years old. So this is literally play. This is literally guys that grown up when they're eight years old. Dirk entered the league. They start watching Dirk. They see him. They grow up. They model their games after him. They they start taking threes. They start stepping out to the three, the three point line. Rules change. Obviously, things like that. The game opens up. But part of that is them growing up and watching Dirk and watching him do these things, yeah. and then and then coming into the NBA now, and now they're taking their time and it's their turn to take the NBA to that next level. And it's, it's the way that he left the league with just the way he is as a person setting an example and his play. You know, I haven't listened to all of uh, Bill Simmons and Mark Stein on Bill Simmons podcast about uh, Dirk and uh, it's all about Dirk and stuff. But one of the first, one of the last parts I did before I had to pause it, they were talking about where Dirk ranks all time. And Stein was talking about, how Dirk changed the game, like you just explained, and how just the impact he had on the stretch four, like how that wasn't even a thing. Yeah, and because when he came how, into the league, he was a three. He had to, he, yeah, they started yeah. him and at he three because yeah. he couldn't guard Carl Malone and guys like that. And now Harrison Barnes plays four. <laughs> you know, he was like a full time four this season. It's just it's wild to see how much the game has changed, and part of that is because of, of guys like Dirk that came into the league. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just yawned. It's been a long, long night. I'm big, sorry. I'm, big yawn. All right, um, let's let's, uh, let's take another break. And when we come back, let's finish it off and just give our final thoughts. All right, Isaac. So the legends all speak. It's a, It was just a great moment. Good stuff. There's only one legend missing. 
and Dirk mentioned that after the game that uh, these are the five guys that he has idolized forever. He's, there was one guy missing that was MJ, but uh, but MJ's MJ. So I don't know. I have no clue if the Mavericks even tried for MJ or what that even looks like or that'd be wild. Any any of that? But uh, would but you yeah. have just like like peed your pants like entirely? Would you have just completely dampened and soaked your your entire pants if he was there? I thought about what I would have done, like as far as like, I would have risked it, risked it all. <laughs> I would just went for the went for the picture, went for the all heard, the uh, stuff that. Have, do you know Hassan Minaj? He was on the Daily Show, no. and now he's a show on Netflix. He's a comedian. He's no. a Kings fan. He grew up this massive Michael Jordan fan, though, and he saw Michael Jordan at a casino, and he was he was a little drunk, and he uh, when he saw Michael Jordan, he like ran towards Michael Jordan. And uh, his bodyguard like tackled him and like flattened him on the ground <laughs> before he could get to Michael Jordan. <laughs> wow! So you would have risked it like Hassan Minaj did. No, I wouldn't have went that far. <laughs> um, so yeah, so obviously Dirk um, Dirk walks out the floor for the last time, and that was a you know that was a moment that was just watching. And the crazy thing about him walking off the court and all the cameras following him is he was stopping and signing people, people's yes. like jerseys and stuff. I was, he was making his way the last time. And it was kind of like, he was just in disbelief and he was just rubbing his hands through his hair and just walking, you know, through and telling everybody bye and still signing stuff. And then he goes into the locker room. And so then all the media and stuff were, were like trying to get to the press conference room. Like I said earlier, or in the last pod, like Pippen and Barkley and people were different talking to media and stuff in the hallways and stuff. And so we get to the press conference room, Carlisle talks to the, uh, to the media, but then after Rick, it is, Hey, Dirk, we're going to bring Dirk, um, instead of a typical, uh, media session, which everybody goes into the locker room. And then, uh, you know, you kind of just crowd around whoever you want to talk to. That would have been insane. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so for big moments like this, they normally do this. Uh, they're like, hey, we're just going to bring Dirk to the press conference room where Rick talked. So that was the most people I've ever seen in that press conference room. It was so hot. I, I would, It's the most I've ever sweat at a, a game before. It's a small room. It's super small room. I was drenched in, in sweat. And there were people in there in suits and stuff. I was not in a suit. So uh, uh, I wore my uh, my. Bullzerk, uh, there's a local t-shirt shop in, in Dallas that uh, I'm friends with, like uh, the owner and people. And uh, anyway, I have this retro shirt that says Dirk Town, and I, I wore that shirt tonight. But um, Dirk finally gets to the podium. It took a while because he had the beer with the guys. Uh, he took a shower, put on a nice looking suit, uh, walked in. He is funny. He sat down at the table. <laughs> Uh, he sat down at the table and there was just one mic at the table on this mic stand uh, on the front of the table. And he, he starts to talk and he goes, Oh no, hold on. I got to lean back. And he does the classic Dirk. He takes the mic takes, off the yes. little stand thing, leans back in yes. the seat and holds the mic. Here's like, Oh man, bro, I already cried tonight. I don't need to cry again. Like that, that was just a little thing that he had to do. And uh, he had a lot of quotes in, in that, that I thought was, um, was interesting and it was very evident that this season wasn't a lot of fun for him and that this season was a lot of work that this season took a a toll on him um he i i tweeted out a few of the quotes from it but he said it just doesn't make sense physically anymore and 
the toll that he had to go through the he said the needles that went in his body the pills he had to take yeah, what was he talking uh, about with the dry needles that was yeah i mean it was just the some of the crap that he had to go through this year the the rehab back from the foot he mentioned a, a specific example in golden state that he had a really good game in and he said you know he came down from a shot and felt this jolt up through his his leg and foot and and, and he mentioned he's like you know i'm feeling that but yet I've went through all of this like <laughs> pregame stuff. He said, if I'm still getting these painful things, it's just not worth it at this point. And um, so, yeah, he talked a lot about that. And he t- and, you know, Tim McMahon was very straightforward asking like, Hey, when did you decide that this was going to be the night? Because yeah. we, well, we didn't even mention this while ago. And the, and the thing that the biggest thing of all of, you know, you know, when Dirk got the mic after the guys were talking. Yeah, we saved till the third segment of the second part of our two-part podcast to mention that Dirk is actually retired. <laughs> yeah, well, I or mean... Retiring. He's in one more game. There's, yeah, there's I mean, a Mavericks game tonight, Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah. We, we've kind of... Um, let's t- let's just save that to the very end. Let's just get to the, the these quotes, and then we'll save it's that. pretty much the end now. <laughs> no, no, well, there's a few more quotes I want to okay. get from, from the press conference. Um, he had one quote that... It gotcha, you know, it, it, that you, when, when Tim was asking the question, like, when did you decide that this was it? When did you decide that you were going to say this tonight? And he said, you know, it was a few days ago and a few days ago he decided that. And, and he said, and, and he said this and it was just like, oh man, like, <laughs> um, he said, you know, over the, uh, since this is his direct quote, since I've made the decision I've had a few emotional breakdowns at home. And and he, he mentioned oh, that he even had he even had one before the game with a suit, putting on his you know, picking out his suit, taking his suit and stuff. And like you just picture just the all the emotions and stuff. I mean, this man has been doing this for twenty one years. He's been doing it <laughs> longer same. than he hasn't been doing it. Yeah, it's just absolutely insane, and that that he's had emotional breakdowns at home about it over these past few days. Uh, that you know that this will be it. It's just it's incredible. It's it's wild. The thing that got to me about that was one of the questions about the, the TNT question was kind of asking him if he would join TNT. He threw in this little side note of, you know, I have to figure out what I'm going to do next, and you know what I'm passionate about, and that's like that's kind of that's kind of scary for me because. You see a lot of these guys in you know in the NBA that they they give it up and then they're like, I don't have anything to replace this with. I don't have anything to replace this feeling with. This feeling of being competitive, this feeling of, you know, going out there and doing something I'm super passionate about. And Dirk hasn't figured out what that is yet. And he kind of revealed that tonight. And I just thought that that was, was interesting and uh it will be very fascinating to see what Dirk does next. And uh, I'm sure he'll take you know, it'll take like a year off or something like that. And uh, yeah, it, we don't want to have to talk about that, but, but a guy like Kobe is kind of trying to find out what he's, he's doing next. And he's even having some, a hard time trying to figure it out. You know, he, he, he's talked about this before he mentioned it again tonight. He said, you know, I'm at, at the beginning, I'm on, we're going to travel as a family. Yeah. He's going to take his wife and kids and travel a lot. We're going um, with him too, by the way, we're doing, doing <laughs> podcast on the road. Yeah, pods on the road. <laughs> um, I, I think he'll, this is where I think he'll land. 
I think he'll land on a glorified Steve Nash role that he has yeah. with like the Warriors. And because Dirk mentioned to Ty, he's like, you know, physically it doesn't make sense. He said, but mentally, he said, I, I could get myself ready for that and stuff. And he talked about the things that he will, he'll, he will miss. He said, I'm gonna miss being around the guys. I'm gonna miss the camaraderie around the team. I'm gonna miss hanging out with them and just the the team aspect of that. And I could totally see him taking a more visible Tim Duncan, Steve Nash type of role of like this player development guy. And I mean, they're gonna let him do whatever the heck he wants to do. So I mean that that. That's, that's just what's going to happen. And so, yeah, I, I think he'll be around the team. He constantly said, he said, I'm on, like, we're a part of this community. We're a part of this franchise. That ain't changing. This is home. Uh, how he ended the night uh, was, it was crazy with his, um, what the on, on the court thing. He said, you know, I moved here from Germany. Y'all turned me into a Texan. And uh, that was like, oh my gosh, bro. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think he'll. I think once he's done traveling and stuff, I, I think he'll want to be on a team. He had high praise for Luca and KP. He talked about the just the future of the franchise. Dirk has always said these past two, you know, two, three, five years uh, of his career. He said, you know, he never wanted to leave the franchise empty-handed. He never wanted to leave the franchise at a low note. He wanted to leave the franchise when the franchise had a future ahead of them. And now they have Luca. He said, man, they, you know, we have Luca and KP now. And he even mentioned guys like Maxi and Dodo and uh, and and, uh, and Brunson. And he said, you know, the future of this team. He said, Donnie and Mark and them is going to keep on adding and stuff and i think he'll be around he said he'll be around a lot be around the team a lot so i don't think that that will change i, I think he'll take on more of that role but obviously the biggest night we, we save this to the very very end after the five people spoke at, at the the ceremony on the court and the arena's packed and you know dirt grabs the mic and it was the heart wrenching moment that it was a long time he, coming. It was, yeah, it was a long time coming. I'm glad he said it. You know, I was wondering if he was going to. Uh, obviously, there was so much stuff that went into this. You know, everybody's just insane. Uh, it made me really frustrated. So many people quote tweeting my 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 tweet about the blue carpet before the game, and somebody's like, "Oh, they're pushing him out. They're pushing him out. People are pushing him out the door." It's never pushing about pushing him out. Like it's just freaking like this like, whole night. You don't was, know this whole night was like just in case, just in case yes. this is the last night. We want to do it right. Yes, and if he came back. Okay, you still honored him. Okay, you do it again. Like it's do it freaking Dirk. Yeah, like it, you don't want him to end and you not have this chance again. And this was your chance. And they and they made a heck of a night. They had fireworks inside the arena, like, like, like stuff coming at. They had confetti flying <laughs> coming down from the uh from the top of the it arena. Forty one twenty one one on it. It was yeah. I actually grabbed some of it for keepsakes. Like they had so much uh, stuff going on, but yeah. So Dirk grabs the mic and in which he says, you know, as you probably know, this is this is my last my last home game, and just those words, man. Like it, it just we were just like, and you could hear the gasp and the crowd. You could just hear, oh, like it. It was finally it. It was that final moment of, dang it, like everybody that knew yeah ever as far as like ah 99.9 percent there's still that one percent that you're holding on to and he and he just squashed at that moment and it was just uh, i don't know I, I don't know i don't think i'll ever forget that moment i definitely won't forget the night um 
Dirk Dirk Nowitzki is a an amazing basketball player, but the person of Dirk Nowitzki is something you just can't put into words. Yep. Yeah. It's just, and, yeah. And, I, 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 yeah. And we'll have so much more to break down. I mean, there's a, there's a game. There's a game on Wednesday. So we'll see it's Dirk's final game. Uh, if you're going to that, we've had listeners tweet, yeah. tweet at us, DM us that they're in San Antonio. They're going to the game. Uh, Rick said uh, tonight that the plan is for Dirk to play. Dirk said, and I don't know how much he's going to play. Don't get your hopes up. Uh, because even Dirk in his press conference tonight after game said that, uh, you know, he's, I gave it my all. I gave it my all to, for tonight's game in front of our crowd. He said, I'm a, you know, I plan to, you know, to get out there and hoist a few shots up in San Antonio. So uh, I don't, I wouldn't expect Dirk to play a ton, but uh, I know they are, there is an army of Dallas Mavericks employees that are going down there. The Mavericks bought 300 game. tickets for the game. Yes. Uh, they, yes, they are sending a, a massive amount of people and a super shout out to the Spurs organization. They have, they have been so accommodating as far as making all this stuff happen. Uh, it's been uh, crazy. They've yeah helped make all of that stuff happen. I got another, I got an email from them today, uh, just about all the details and just laying out all this stuff for, um, for us coming down. Like if <laughs> all stuff, like it's just, yeah, it's, they've been great. Um, it'll be the last time we'll see Dirk on a basketball court as a player. And, uh, that's going to be, uh, I think Tuesday night we're definitely more emotions because it's home and we got to see everything. Like there's a lot that went into it, uh, the ceremony and all that stuff. Uh, it'll be kind of the final, the final moment when we see Dirk check out that last time in San Antonio, uh, what those last few shots look like and stuff. But, um, I hope it turns out well. I hope it turns out well, and I'm glad that Dirk didn't try to jump onto the scorer's table because uh, I think he would have fallen just like Dwayne Wade. I'm not talking about him tonight. I, I'll roast him on tomorrow's podcast or two days from now or something. There you go. But That's that's the two-part Dirk final home game podcast. I'm sure we left out a whole bunch of stuff, and people will be tweeting us saying, what about this? Talk about this. Yeah. But there's more yeah, There's it, more time. to. There's more pods this week to talk about that stuff. Yeah, and uh, listen, I uh, – there were a lot of uh, podcast listeners that reached out to us about trying to connect to us, uh, trying to see us at the game tonight and DMing me and like different stuff. And I, I'm sorry. I, I, the night was just crazy. And uh, in a perfect world, I would track you down in each of your sections and, and all this stuff. I just couldn't like, it was just a crazy night. Any other, it literally any other game. I want to see you and meet you and all that stuff. And so we please, have, we uh, have gone out. And yes, to we have. And so, uh, yeah, next time you guys are, I know some people reached out that they flew in from different States, California and Tennessee and different places. And, uh, so shout out to you guys. Thanks for reaching out. I'm sorry that I didn't get to uh, meet up with y'all, but shout out to Landon, the guy that, the guy that came through and got me a shirt. So, uh, shout out to Landon. I'm very bro. excited. I'm very excited that Landon got me a shirt. He's the uh, he's the number one listener on the uh, listener rankings that we the secret listener <laughs> rankings that we have that we won't secret. tell you about. Uh, but yeah, I think I, I think we'll do a more formal thank you after uh, Wednesdays. But uh, yeah, just thank you for being a listener of the pod. I mean, we we had a few people reach out tonight. It's like, oh man, just thank y'all for podding and doing this stuff. And it's past two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock next time now, and we. <laughs> But like there, we wouldn't. There was not even a question. Like we wasn't going to stay up and do this pod. Like I mean, it's just 
we feel obliged to do it and it's part of it and Dirk is such an, an amazing player an amazing person and uh this day has come that we've dreaded and knew that was going to come but um but we'll let, let, but we'll celebrate him and this was a special night they'll never forget that Mass fans will never forget and uh we got one more tonight in San Antonio that uh we'll all watch and soak in uh one last time absolutely there you go guys if you didn't listen to part one go listen to part one now uh if you did go listen to it again guys thanks so much for listening to lockdown maps peace out dirk forever boom dirk forever